All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of PRI Talk. A little bit of an extra um, episode for you guys. Um, unfortunately, it's not a positive um, episode as much as I would like it to be. Um, so if you haven't heard already, and most of you guys probably did hear um, the news yesterday afternoon that came down from Triple Crown, um, that they have postponed the Triple Crown tournament until May. They are supposed to come out with some specific dates, I guess, today. Um, <clears throat> but Triple Crown being postponed to May is a is a huge, huge bummer for a bunch of reasons. Um, and I'll get into a few of those here in a bit. But <clears throat> um, the first thing that I do want to try to make clear, um, this is in no way a recruiting decision, okay? Um, so for months now, I've heard coaches um, ask me or suggest that Triple Crown was going to get moved or canceled or postponed because of the recruiting dead period. And and if there is some sort of basis or foundation for <clears throat> that statement or that claim, I haven't heard it and and I might not even believe it if I heard it, okay? Um, the, the, this is a hundred percent, a COVID decision, right? This is not, um, a decision based on the recruiting calendar or the dead period in any way. Um, and, and the reason for that, um, is that triple crown makes zero money off college coaches, um, that college coaches don't pay to get in to the tournament. They pay university athlete, um, maybe university athlete pays the tournament, something I, it's not super substantial. I would imagine, um, so triple crown does not make any money off college coaches. And so the, the purpose of canceling the tournament or postponing the tournament because of recruiting, um, makes absolutely no sense. Um, <clears throat> and the other piece of this too is, is, um, you know, we're, we're, the dead period plus the volleyball season now being in the spring for, for most teams or the championship segment being in the spring right now. So that those are not reasons as to why triple crown has been postponed. Um, that is all has to do with um, that all has to do with COVID stuff and the, and the issues that they're having in Kansas, Missouri, Kansas city, and, and all that kind of stuff. So um so club volleyball does not look to the NCAA recruiting calendar to make all their decisions. I think some things fit in very nicely there, um, but but that's not how things work. They do not they do not blend together seamlessly. The cl- the club calendar and the NCAA recruiting calendar. Okay, it worked for a number of years for the the tour qualifier to be in San Antonio. That was opening weekend um, for Division One coaches to be out um, recruiting and all coaches to be out recruiting. Um, and so that was a, always a huge recruiting, uh, tournament, um, triple crown kind of set itself in a really, really good spot as far as dates because of, um, because of the new recruiting calendar going six weeks into the year with a quiet period. So, um, but, but again, these two things do not, um, match up NCAA recruiting calendar and, and the club calendars do not match up. They're not, um, Club USAV does not make its decisions necessarily based on um, NCAA recruiting calendar or things like that. Okay, um, this is not a positive thing for recruiting, in my opinion. Right? Um, there were hundreds of athletes 
um, planning on going to Triple Crown to get evaluated, albeit on film. Um, maybe some live coaches that could be there um, at that tournament. But there were hundreds of athletes that were planning uh, here in about a month um, getting evaluated and, and moving on with the recruiting process. There were another whole list of athletes that were um, really hoping to get kind of seen for the first time, um, as a lot of college coaches were going to be um, watching on Baller TV and, and things like that. So uh, that's definitely a, a, a bummer for, like I said, hundreds of athletes. Um, the next really uh, big tournament that you start getting into, tournaments that you start getting into, are the qualifiers. Um, as far as ones that are going to have, um, you know, a baller, baller TV or MVP cast or something like that, some sort of live stream that's going to be consistent throughout the whole um, event. Um, but the downside here uh, is that, you know, some of us, some of the coaches I talked to last night after all this happened is, is being worried about this is going to be the trend, right? Is how are these qualifiers going to function in some of these cities um, where you have, uh, you know, I don't want to say hot spots, but um, where you have just hundreds of people all coming together from different areas in the country, all into one place, all into one facility. Um, that is going to be a huge question mark because it's, What's what's happening in in Kansas City right now, as far as COVID goes, um, I, I would, and I don't know all the details, obviously, um, but I would suggest that probably that's happening at, at some of these other cities as well. And so, um, the the ability for the qualifiers to function obviously is huge and important um, as far as USAV and club volleyball and all that kind of stuff goes. Now. Regionally, um, luckily being here in Texas, uh, there are still um, tournaments and stuff going on right now. Um, there was a tournament last weekend that were several, um, uh, talked to several college coaches that were out at the tournament last weekend, uh, NTR. Um, and then there's, you know, a tournament this weekend, the, the pre-qualified um, tour uh, teams are playing this weekend down in Round Rock. Um, that tournament, unfortunately, is one spectator per athlete. Okay, so someone like myself cannot go. Other college coaches cannot go um, to that tournament and watch and evaluate athletes. Um, so that's a bummer. And so what 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 I'm fearful of, as far as from a recruiting perspective, is um, you know how many of us are actually going to be able to watch these kids live at these tournaments. Um, division two coaches, division three, NAIA, uh, you know, junior colleges that don't have these stipulations right now, don't have a dead period enforced on them. Um, you know, are what's their role going to be as far as recruiting live in person? Okay. We've got the streaming services and things like that. Um, and that's obviously there, but for, um, you know, this, this definitely does, um, hurt a lot of athletes. Um, moving forward as far as getting in front of college coaches and having, having film. Um, um, and like I said, uh, just, just moving forward for some of these qualifiers, what's going to be the um, expectation? Um, you know, I kind of was under the impression uh, and again, being hopeful a little bit uh, that, that AAUs would kind of be the blueprint down in Florida, um, you know, at the end of last summer that that would be kind of the blueprint for a lot of these qualifiers going forward. But at the same time, realizing that we're not going to be in a different place um, in December as we are, you know, or October, November, as we are right now, it's, it's, we're going to be probably in the, 
in the same spot. Um, so this is definitely not a good thing um, for for club volleyball at all um, right now. Uh, so one of the comments, uh, and I heard actually I heard this a couple times uh, last night. Jason, this is a good thing. May is better. College season, like the the championship segment is going to be over, and coaches can come actually watch again. Well, no, not necessarily. Okay. For Division One right now, the quiet period is still on the calendar for May. So even if um, even if the dead period gets lifted after April fifteenth, okay, um, and uh, the the quiet period gets lifted, um, oh sorry, let me back up. E- even if the dead period gets lifted April fifteenth, um, I, I would suggest that the the May quiet period is still going to be in place. Okay, the the chances of the dead period getting lifted April 15th and the quiet period getting lifted for May, I, I think is super, super slim. Um, and, and we're definitely not trending in that direction. Um, in my opinion, uh, you know, maybe a month or two from now things will change, but, um, I, I do not see that happening. Uh, I do not think there's a very good chance of that happening. Okay. Um, I think there's a greater chance. And when I talk to my uh, the college coaches out there at Division One, um, I think there's a greater chance that the dead period is extended um, through at least uh, the midpoint of the summer, if not through the entire summer um, and getting us back to uh, when um, school opens up for the college level again. OK, so so again, I think there's a better chance of the dead period getting extended through the summer. Um, then there is of uh, the, the dead period being lifted April 15th and and the the May quiet period getting lifted. OK, so I, I think there's a, just a better chance that the dead period gets extended than the other two things um, happening at the same time. Um, so that obviously is a is a, a huge bummer. Um, I know a lot of us were very hopeful that Triple Crown would happen again, um, potentially based on the the AAU blueprint down in Florida um, at the at the at the summer. Um, but obviously, you know, in a position where you can't, you can only control what you can control. And the Triple Crown people, um, it sounded like kind of leading up to uh, yesterday's announcement that that. Um, some things were going to be in the mix as far as not letting spectators in the building or, um, you know, maybe limiting, limiting teams for sure, limiting, you know, college coaches that were going to be there and things like that. I kind of thought that that was going to be, um, what the announcement was going to be. I did not, I guess, think, um, to the point where, uh, the, the triple crown was going to get canceled as a whole. So, so that is that, um, just wanted to get those little nuggets out there for you guys. Again, this is not a recruiting decision done by Triple Crown. This is a COVID decision. Um, they do not make money off college coaches. And so there's no reason to cancel a big tournament like that uh, just because of um, for some Division One coaches. Okay. Um, and then the second thing is um, this being postponed till May. May is still going to be a quiet period as of right now. Okay. Um, and, and again, I think we've got a better chance of the dead period getting extended through the summer um, than we do for it being the dead period ending April 15th and the quiet period getting lifted in May as well. But time will tell. Uh, we'll see what happens in the next month or so. Hopefully um, these regional tournaments are still uh, going to be able to go through uh, in you know, North Texas and Lone Star and here and around in your state. Um, you're able to do your 
local tournaments. Um, but just we're going to have to sit back and see what happens with some of these bigger um, tournaments that bring in more athletes from more places. So hope you guys have a great rest of your Thursday. Uh, thanks for listening um, again. And remember, coaches are people too. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates, or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com, check out my blog, or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you have found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or you're just a huge fan of myself, then please think about donating to the PRI Talk podcast. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice, as well as information on current volleyball events, and your support can definitely help make that happen.